0: Hi, everybody. I'm Jimmy Chandoline. line. You're drinking at Mo's, trying to get arrested. That's the best I got. I'm sorry. I'm very awkward.
1: All right, everybody. Taking time out before we get this show started, that uh, I want to thank Reaper Apparel for having Drangin' Moose be a brand ambassador for their clothing line. They got good stuff. They got t-shirts, they got hoodies, they got bangers, they got lots of great stuff. Encouraging everybody to break out of their comfort zone, live their best self, and hey, it's something I try to live every day. Now, be sure when you go and you're finishing filling out your order, use the code at Mo's, get 10% off, and the link And the code will both be in the description. Let's fucking go. All right, everybody. Welcome to Drinking Mo's. Big Mo here. You know the drill YouTube, like, subscribe, share, comment, all that good shit because that YouTube algorithm is a pain in the ass. We are most places you can find your audio podcast too. Today, I'm excited to have with me Jimmy Lyon. How you doing?
0: I'm okay. Just you know, it's a normal Tuesday for me. I've gotten more tattoos from my very good friend who, okay, has declined to be shown showing her face, but yeah, you know, but I'm doing what most manly definitely got to do.
1: <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I I've been lucky enough to get to talk with a, a butterfly. Good good number of people in the the Deathmatch community. Hell, I got uh, I got stuff sent to me by uh, John Wayne Murdoch there that took me damn near a year to get that one done. <laughs> one of my one of my first ones I actually have signed, ring worn kick pads of his, but Alex Cologne. <laughs> so, I've, I've been I've been pretty lucky.
0: Yeah, Alex Cologne trained me when I was coming up training. He taught me how to do specifically hip uh, hip tosses and arm drags. So, if you ever see me do one and I mess it up, it's just blame Alex. So
1: just just blame him, okay. <laughs> He's actually going to be in uh, Des Moines, Iowa, not too far away from me. Beginning of December for Wrestling Revolver, so I'm. I'll, I might have to. If I see anything, I might. Have oh, I to thought go they run mostly. Hmm?
0: I thought they run mostly out of Ohio, or is it? Or they, they kind of I just. They seem,
1: mainly. Uh, they mainly flip flop between the two. They do Des Moines and Ohio a lot. And then they've kind of been sprinkling down into Texas every so often. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, him yeah, and no, I just started uh, traveling. Shane, I start Oh no, yeah. Him and Ricky Shane Page just won the tag titles there. Oh, they did? Oh, good for them. Yep. So that'll that'll be exciting. Now before we get into everything else, first thing i like to start off with everybody with is what got you started as a fan, and then what made you decide to make the leap into the business?
0: Oh, God. I pretty much didn't have a choice uh, <laughs> uh, to to watch wrestling when I was a kid. Uh, I grew up in my, you know, it's right around the whole Hulk, Hulkamania era kind of thing, and it might, like, my older brothers were already watching it, you know, and pretty much... You don't have any say over the TV. So I just watched it. And, you know, y'all just kind of went along. Like one of my earliest memories is watching Macho Man Randy Savage marry Miss Elizabeth. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, and just watching it from there, you know, like there was always kind of wrestling to, to watch my house. Um, we had all the action figures, all that. all that oh, stuff. You know, It it's like everything here. Uh, I mean,
1: oh, look at me right now with my little. Yeah.
0: I got back here. <laughs> yeah, I I have a shelf or I have a bureau that that's actually become really overcrowded, uh, mm-hmm. along with a lot of other things in my house. But um, that uh that has my like, you know, memorabilia and stuff like that on there. So you know, it's kind of off man, in in a little corner. <laughs> um, and the thing that I wanted to actually wrestle was uh, it's going to sound stupid. No, it's not. No, working on my self-confidence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as I'm saying this is gonna make me it's gonna sound really stupid. Um so the towards the dying days of WCW, like let's say mm. like ninety nine, two thousand, um, Terry Funk came to the ring wearing boxing gloves, but instead of them being boxing gloves, they were two frozen chickens on his hands. And oh, I saw God, that as a I, child. I was just like that. Yeah, I saw that as a... Like, the salmonella alone, like, that's that's fucking nasty, but eh. And then he punched Kevin Nash, I think it was, in the head. Um, but as a child, I was like, I can do that. You know, that doesn't look like it involves math or anything like that. I'm terrible at math, so... Oh, God, you me know. too. I can punch someone with brawl chickens, you know?
1: Yeah, but I... they Like, I don't remember where I was, but I do remember seeing that moment. Crazy enough, I do remember seeing that. And, you know, the thing... With you and your older brothers, I think that was the way it was. With me and my little brother growing up, I was the you one that always. Up. I was always the one wanting to watch wrestling. He kind of watched with me, and you know, it was during the Monday Night Wars when he really started watching with me. And let's just say we wore out the last channel button on our remote.
0: Oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I I would just get two TV's and just take them both. So. Oh. Th-
1: Wait, more, how old I'm, are you? I'm 40. I just turned 40 in July. Okay, that's not that far. I'm 36. I turned 36 in July, so. Yeah. yeah. Him him and I, we would, you know, sit there and, yeah, we'd... If we were going to be there and able to watch it, actually,
0: we'd yeah, just yeah, yeah. sit
1: there. We'd go to one channel and then we put in the other channel and then we just go last channel, last channel, last channel.
0: I remember watching so many so much bad TNT programming <laughs> because of Nitro. Like uh oh God, like, yeah. yeah like oh watch our new Robin Hood movie that's actually freaking terrible but we'll show the main event during it. And it was, and the main event was like a no DQ or a no contest or something done like that. It was always it a lot of regret after watching Nitro.
1: Or uh, USA, I think it was USA, had, or I wanted to say it was USA, had the most extreme elimination challenge. Yeah, oh my God, I remember that.
0: But one thing I learned from year all these years of watching wrestling, all these years, that no matter how much money Vince McMahon gets, no matter you know who's the champion, no matter how big WrestleMania is, Nobody, and I mean nobody, has more power than the Windmaster dog show. <laughs>
1: <Because> <laughs>
0: oh, my God, always yes.
1: yeah. Oh, man. Always. The, we, we get that solid block of, I forget how long, where there was no Monday Night Raw, and you're just like, son of a bitch. Yeah, it was like three weeks' worth. But, I know. Yeah, God, that always pissed me off. Like I'm a dog person, but that pissed me off.
0: Hey, listen, I don't know why somebody somebody was paying enough money to somebody somewhere. So I, I guess so. I don't know,
1: but uh, you know, I kind of brought it up a little bit before we started recording. You know this this month, October. I mean, yeah the the episode will air after, but H2O is coming up on a pretty big weekend here like a week or two away where they got two shows one's the big matt tremont death match tournament where you are in there they got the first round matchup already announced and excuse me as i was stating before we started recording as of this recording there is only one person left from your first round match that I have not recorded with yet. That that's Mouse, so I need to get on that. Yeah, you do. I mean, like I said, Mouse is incredibly easy to get a hold of. Just
0: just hit him up. And I'm pretty sure he's doing something unproductive
1: somewhere. You know, <laughs> that that happens. But uh, you know, when it comes to yeah, I mean- the Matt Tremont tournament—that's—it's starting to become, you know, one of the premier spots for you know deathmatch tournaments. You know, you got the ones GCW runs, you got Matt Tremont's tournament, you got you know, there's the CZW Death Tournament of Death, there, and it's right up there. What what are you looking forward to this year with Matt Tremont's tournament?
0: Well, it, it's funny. Um... You know, I think I've been in, like, uh, with, with very few like GCW. I've been in, like, and it, it's weird to think, but I've been in, like, every major, I guess you would say, deathmatch tournament in America. I was officially in King of the death Matches, and then they went out of business. Um, so there's that. Uh, but this year, you know, I can say at least that it's a, the most – it's not just the same old people, which is one I hate so much, which, you know, I like the tried and true people, but like, you know, seeing the same eight to 12 people announced for a tournament, you know, it, it just becomes mono- monotonous. Is that the word? Monotonous. Yeah, I, th- th- I think, something. yeah, well, that sounds about right. But
1: no, I can not and can one thing with... in
0: general that I hate. Oh, yeah. One thing in general that, was... that I hate with Death my tournaments... <laughs> I hate when everything is just glass, 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 light tubes on the floor, glass in the corner, this and this and this and this. I miss when like you would actually have like different stipulations that you'd have to work Ooh. around as opposed to, Oh, let's do this. It's a gusset plate match, but let's throw a whole bunch of light tubes in. I hate I'm starting to hate that, you know, Oh, cause it just yeah. makes everything together.
1: Plus also no, glass I, is kind of like. So. Oh, I, I totally agree. I, you know, on multiple levels there with, you know, the same people in every year. Yeah, you like to have the you know the uh, reliable regulars you know sprinkled in there, but you know, you also want to throw in some new people, some f- uh, for the lack of a better term, fresh blood in there every so often. And yeah, then you know I can also agree on the the matches, you know the ones because I've seen some here that good lord just the name alone is like okay this is drawing my attention because it just yeah. sounds different
0: yeah like uh what was that i i when i did tod uh in 2019 yeah it was 2019 because i was supposed to i remember because i was supposed to be in it the next year and uh, Covid happened. Um, yeah, but uh, so in 2019, they announced it as like a happy summertime, summer fun time deathmatch or something. I was like, okay, whatever this is gonna be, I'm getting cool noodles with stuff, you know, everything will be easy. And it's like, no, it's just a pit and light tubes. Like, okay, you know, it just, and that's not a knock on them, but like, I, I just, it, it oh. does nothing for my brain. You know, when it's just like. You know, and I don't know if you can tell this. Like, uh, I will do light tubes. I don't really mind them, but, you know, I prefer to do other stuff just because there's such yeah. a high risk of, you know, yeah. So I prefer to. What's that? Girlfriend, man. Yeah, it makes my girlfriend mad. Ah, yeah. So, um, yeah. some, uh, but, uh, no, like, like I said, I'll do them when they matter, but, like, I don't know. I just, it's everybody kind of doing the, you know, you can only watch so many tournaments. It's just people swinging light tubes. And I'm just oh. like, for the love of God, someone bring in a barbed wire
1: trampoline. I miss those. Oh, Oh yeah. Oh no. There's, great. there's one, there is one promotion that I don't think is going to be running anymore. But the last show I remember seeing of theirs. Yeah. They had one of those barbed wire trampolines and then, you know, you bring up, the well, the name of the match that you brought up the happy summertime, uh, fun time death match, I think that was fun it. time, yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, okay, a bit of a tongue twister here, but I remember just the images that came to mind when I thought of that. Yeah, you might have a, a kiddie pool filled with something, but then, good lord, you know, having different stuff attached to pool noodles and oh like like that like
0: uh, i miss that kind of stuff you know who used to do really good with those with the unique stipulations um iwa east coast the masters of pain like every stipulation was something unique you know i I, Mm. i remember i think this might have been the very first masters of pain they did uh, it was a no ropes barbed wire uh, live lobster match. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, it was. It was Toby Klein and Jun Kasai. Well, well, it was awful because uh, at any time I've seen a live lobster used, uh, I'm not one for animal cruelty, so please, no way get that wrong. But uh, uh, the lobster's always dead by the time the match starts. Oh no. Uh, uh, they had lobsters for the finals of the 2002 King of the Deathmatch tournament, and they kept it in the pool the whole weekend. And by the time the tournament, the finals came around, they were dead. So Necro just picked it up and just threw it at somebody.
1: Oh so, no! Uh, but yeah, I man, there is so many possibilities that you can come up with for unique stuff. I know. I've only been lucky enough to get to attend a couple death matches live one my first ever one was actually i talked a little bit about wrestling revolver was actually at their show it was jake chris versus joel bateman and that match followed right after a multi-person monsters ball match so there was already stuff all throughout the ring. They were trying to clean it up. Yeah, yeah, Jake yeah. rolls in is like, fuck it, leave it, let's go.
0: And oh, that's awful for me. Like wrestling barefoot, that's always awful. I'm always like, is anyone going to sweep the ring in between rounds? No, no, we just kind of
1: leave it. Like, yeah, pass. I can only imagine. And yeah, that match was crazy because it ended by four folding chairs, two panes of glass, and then they lit the glass on fire.
0: Yeah, no, that's not me. I will never do fire. I, mm-hmm. I, I've i seen... I was there at TOD4 when Nick Gates got set on fire and ran around. He looked like a big match, and he had all those oh, yeah. second-degree burns or third-degree burns on him, and you see his skin peeling. Mm, yeah, that was yeah. the one thing I was like, yeah, no, I think, I think I'm good, you know? Yeah, um, yeah I've been been around one too many fire incidences that's yeah. like if there's anything that like if there's anything no that was tremont
2: no i remember the guy
0: um. oh well that's happened a few times yeah, wow. uh, there was um yeah that's everyone always has a limit of what won't i do yeah. for me it's fire I, I will never do fire okay Ever. Yeah, no, that it's,
1: it's. I don't know how we got
0: of of the <laughs> Oh yeah, um, so uh, but you were talking about how, oh,
1: kind of pause there. Yeah, hello. you there? Yeah, I'm, I'm still here. Happy. I'm still here. You're good. Uh, but uh, you you were
0: saying? Um, but you were talking about like you only only mm-hmm. into a few of them. My very first death match I ever went to was June twenty fifth, two thousand. It was less than a a month before my 13th birthday, my friend's dad, uh, my friend Dario, his dad took us to uh, CCW. They said it could have been done. And it started with a no rope exploding bar wire match and oh, ended with a 200 light tube death match. And he, we had no idea what we we're what to expect. And he had no idea. And I think by like the beginning of the the last match, uh, you know, the 200 light tube match, he just he just went to the car. So yeah, you guys will be fine here, right? Yeah. So
1: <laughs> That is nuts. So. I, I've also been front row for a no rope barbed wire. And then I've also attended a show that was a no ring deathmatch match show. And I was lucky I was wearing closed toed shoes because I ended up at one point, the connector cap on the end of a light tube flew off and hit me in the foot. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's
0: the thing. Like, a lot of people don't really take that into consideration. You know? So it's always like, well, yeah, I mean, if they get cut off, they pretty much know the show. They know this and they know that. yeah. You know? Um, and it's weird because, yeah, that's kind of how it is. But, like, uh, you know, you always do your best to make sure that, like, fans are signing up to watch this stuff, not to be, you know, not to... Get injured along with it, you know? So <laughs> yeah. you always do your best. Friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Like, I, so- I, I can't stand That's so reckless with like, oh. with like weapons and everything. Because like, there's a way to do stuff in a way not to. And just if someone's just like injuring everybody, you know, it may be them. They may be the problem. It's like that Taylor Swift song, which I don't like Taylor Swift, but, you know, <laughs> enough my friends to you know it's like, no. I'm the problem. It's me, you know?
1: Yeah. No, if I was. The- when you brought that up, that was actually the one I was thinking of because yeah, my, my wife attended the Kansas city stop of that tour. So I've been hearing all about it, but uh, yeah, but you brought up a good thing there that, you know, deathmatch wrestling, just like a lot of different forms of wrestling, it has its supporters and its detractors. Uh, The detractors just, they don't seem to think that, like I do, or like a lot of people that are fans do that when it's done, right. It's just really like any other form of professional wrestling. It's just surrounded by all the death match elements, the light tubes, the barbed wire, the gusset plates and all that.
0: No. Well, the thing for me, anytime anyone's ever been like, this is garbage. I don't like this. This is awful. Y'all shouldn't be doing this. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. I well, I don't think man was meant to you know land in barbed wire and stuff like that, or you know set themselves on not fire really. for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, it's endorphins and stuff like that. But you know, that being said, like like I never I, I never knock anybody for hating death match wrestling. I'm like eh. yeah, like everyone hates Cornette. I'm just like, yeah, you know. And the funny thing about Jim Cornette, he's not wrong with a lot of things he says. You know, like yeah. that man was thinking like two thousand dollar uh checks a week in like 1983, 1984, 1985 which is an astronomical amount you know like people could still be doing that today but you know he's also a person that i think is very stringent on his views you know like that's one thing i don't like people sure. that are like well it's either my view or my pain or nothing at all you know oh like, yeah uh, like the the people that are always like like oh deathmatch wrestling is, is crap it, it's not like this it's like you know what deathmatch wrestling I, i'll uh equate to like a uh like a punk rock show you know like in, mm. in the 70s or eight you know it, it's it's not like led zeppelin and it's not you know it's not Aerosmith or whatever those you know arena rockers are but you know it's it's got its own validity to it and everything i don't i was gonna say it's like a gg G. allen show but i've yet to see anybody throw their own shit at the crowd in, in a <laughs> during a death match yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, GG, What a piece of garbage. <laughs> but yeah, well,
1: I like some music
0: too. But he was a bad person.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you, you got a good point there. And I kind of actually, I was talking about this with a friend of mine this weekend. That professional wrestling is very subjective. It's like one person can absolutely love something somebody else could think that same thing is hot garbage neither of them are wrong that's their that's their taste yeah now what would you say it takes to be in deathmatch because deathmatch oh, is, it's, death it's a whole it's a whole different animal. Yeah, to be a uh, you have to have a, something wrong with your childhood. <laughs> that that <was> a step <laughs> one. Yeah. You you are not the first person to tell me that. <laughs> no, 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 like I'm, I'm joking.
0: I mean, and that's not everybody, but you know, you kind of have to have. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like oh, you kind of got to have a screw loose or something like that, but you know, yeah, it was either deathmatch wrestling or therapy, and now I do both. So, <laughs> uh. And again, just some people like it. Like like you'll see you're like a completely normal guy like Mick Foley, who mm. like by any and all counts had a perfectly normal childhood, was given everything you know he could have needed, you know, parents were completely normal, grew to be a really nice guy, yet would roll around thumbtacks and bar wire and fire. So you know, there's there's exceptions to the rule. But then there's but the majority of you know, is like, oh yeah, well this is fucked up in my life. This is fucked up in my life. Uh, Deathmatch is kind of like a coping thing. I don't know. Um so I, I think that's <laughs> that's one uh one aspect that isn't required but definitely helps. Uh something else um that definitely helps uh is uh I don't say it's like oh it's your listeners, because anybody could like jump off of someplace really high, yes. Yeah. Oh, what's that word? Uh, what's that word? I'm looking Um, emotional <laughs> deregulation or something,
2: emotionally dysregulated.
0: Oh, yeah, emotionally dysregulated, yeah, uh, which is the yeah. word. I'm uh, <laughs> most deathmatch wrestlers are like that. Gotcha. So.
1: Now, I have two categories yeah. most, that I like to fit yeah. into the show. One's a bit of a name game where I try to theme it towards the guests, and coincidentally, this time, all but one of these have actually already been on the show. And right. they're each somebody that when looking up and you know, people that you've at least shared a ring with, or at least a locker room, they you've all been together at some point. Yeah, and you know, I give the name. You give me some quick thoughts on the person.
0: This is random, but I was thinking the other day. I've wrestled every single person from the Mike Levy incident except for Mike Levy. Huh? Yeah. Well, please tell me. You know, you know about the Mike Levy incident. I've 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 heard of it. It's been a while, but yeah. Yeah, no, it was just a random thought that went in my head.
1: But uh, yeah, so go on. What's your (laughs) question? But yeah, I I got some people. I give you the name, you give me some quick thoughts on the person. Okay. First one, he won a recent CZW Tournament of Death. A former (laughs) guest of mine, Bobby Beverly, the Bev. Oh, I love Bobby Beverly. But every time I wrestle him, he
0: beats the ever-loving shit out of me. And not not like oh he swings his weapons at me. He's just like very very stiff when he wrestles me. So like I you know uh, I told someone else, like oh yeah you know Bobby's a little stiff. He's just, he just deserves. And after the wrestle, I was like man how was everything? He's like oh yeah Bobby was like light as hell. So I, I guess he likes me in a certain way where he just kind of beats me up. I don't know. But he lets me hit him, too, so it's not a big hey. deal. All right.
1: But, yeah, Next I, one... I like the best. Uh, oh, yeah. He he was a good talk. I, I loved having him on. Next yeah. one, I kind of mentioned him a little bit. He was one of my first people in the deathmatch world that I got to have on. Uh, one of my absolute favorites, the blood fighter, Alex Colon.
0: Alex Cologne is my favorite Italian. Um, uh, I've known Alex since I started training in January, 2011. Um, I don't know, like, like, I guess the way I kind of look at Alex is different than the way, you know, some other people look at him. I just, just Alex, you know, like, he's just my friend, super, super nice guy. Uh, you know, he's, he, he loves wrestling, but like, he loves his family and stuff like that more, you know, but he just happens to be, like I say, he's just like a guy that you know. Like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. What do he do? Oh, he just happens to be the best at this thing or one of the best at this thing. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just out. I got to spend a couple of days with him when I went to Denver uh, last month, I think it was. Yeah. For a primo slate to the deathmatch tournament, 14. Um, okay. Yeah. I've heard, you that. know, yeah, I got to catch Alex uh, for two days. And, you know, that was that was really nice. But
1: before then, I hadn't seen him for a while. So you know, now, that that's always good to get it catch up a little bit. Yeah. This the next person one of my more recent, yes. Jess Moss. Uh. Jess is a nice person. Uh
0: though I don't think she ever wants to wrestle me again. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you give me certain weapons, I'm just going to swing them. Uh one of those weapons that I swing and I kind of swing as hard as I can is the water jug bat because I figured, eh, mm. water jug bat, you know, you're not going to kill anybody. Um, It was her and Randy West one on one, and that turned into her with Randy West versus me and Declan Grant. And, you know, there's weapons out there, there's a water jug bat, and apparently, the entire match, she was just hiding from me and dreading when me with the water jug bat. Cause I was like, and looking back in it, at it, it's one of those things where I was like, oh my God, I was an asshole. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I was swinging the hell out of it on like everybody. And at the end of it, she's like, if that you that. ever, yeah. if you ever, I'm, I'm as sorry, people just walking in. Hey, John. Um, it's like, I'm never wrestling you again as long as you had that water jug bat. <laughs> so like, and, uh, and looking back at it i didn't realize it but it's like oh my god i was such an asshole like i, I didn't mean to it's just like playing it you know
1: it, it just happens yeah <laughs> next person i have not had this person on the show but i sure as hell wouldn't turn it down slack
0: slack actually the funny thing about slack Again, you know, meeting Schlack, you know, mm-hmm. you guys. Shh. I'm trying to talk to <laughs> people. Um, Schlack is the scariest dude you can ever, like, you'll ever see. But if you're on his good side, you're fine. Um, Schlack actually... I grew up in, in South Jersey, and I went to Gloucester Catholic High School. Um, and Schlack is actually uh, uh, a fellow uh, attendee of Gloucester Catholic High School. Schlack, no I don't know what they said. Where, like, yeah, Schlack went to Catholic school for, I guess, a year or two, and I guess he dropped out or something. But um, yeah, Schlack uh, is the scariest guy, like the nicest guy that will ever scare the living crap out of you. You know, and he's like one of the most he, interesting people in the world too. Like he's very smart. You know, he has a story for everything that goes like everywhere. You know,
1: hmm. yeah. He he definitely looks like uh, one of those guys that it's like you before you actually get to talk to him when you're meeting him, you're like he's like intimidating and scaring the crap out of you. But when you get to talking to him, I've heard plenty of stories that yeah he's like the complete opposite when you when you're talking to him and you're on his good side and stuff because I,
0: yeah well that's the other thing like, it's not like oh he's a puppy dog and stuff like that it's like no i've seen schlack legitimately upset like you know like everything you th- every horrible thing you think he can do to you physically he can um and he, he can he, he can can and will fuck somebody up real bad but said just don't be a dick, you know? Yeah. And he's fine. Same thing like wrestling him. I always say, because I've wrestled, I've been in the ring with Schlack twice. Second time, thankfully, he was on my side. Uh, but the first time was a tag team match and, and I always equate wrestling Schlack like, it's like you're getting on this roller coaster ride and it's got all these loops and everything like that. And, you know, it's a long line. So you're just anticipating it. You're waiting and you're like, you know what? Okay, fine. I got this. I got this. Okay, I'm gonna pull down the yeah. uh, the lap bar. You know, this gonna secure me in, and the ride starts, and you realize, oh wait, this thing didn't click, and you just have to hold the fuck on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like oh, that's what yeah.
0: wrestling slack is like. I,
1: I can, but, really but like slack always says, like,
0: I just play the game, you'll be fine. It's like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, like I imagined you know, meeting him, I, I, I think of it a lot like. The the time I got to meet uh, Dan Severn, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I before I started talking to him, when I was just in line to meet him, I'm like, "Oh my god, that guy is intimidating as hell." <laughs> and then you get to talking to him, one of the nicest dudes ever.
0: Yeah, just like this very nice guy from Coldwater, Michigan. You know.
1: Yeah, it it was it was definitely one of the first times I've ran into a situation like that but something I will pretty much always remember for sure yeah now I have this next category some kind of random questions some might be wrestling related Mm -hmm. some might not be I generally don't know until I'm putting my notes together I give you the question you give me a quick answer okay First one, one of them that I like to keep in here as much as possible. Craziest in-match moment for you?
0: Oh, the craziest in-match moment? God, there, there's so many. Uh, I don't know. There, there's so many to think of. I mean, I've done a lot of really kind of silly, stupid stuff in wrestling. Um, There... <laughs> Was a time in 2017 where I wrestled Man Man Pondo, and he hit me with my own van. Um, just drove. It's not fun. Just drove away with me on top. Rolled off, and oh no! And then I got up, and he hit me with my car. I was like, "Going this, yeah." That was (laughs) my fault for leaving the keys in there. You know,
1: true. (laughs) Yeah, another one like the nicest guy. Oh yeah, I've I've I got to talk to him Um, for the show too.
0: Yeah. Uh uh I don't know like I said I'm I'm sure I've had a lot of crazy in-ring moments. I just, you know, I can't think of them right now at the time because you're kind of just in the moment <laughs>
1: right then and there. Um I, I can totally understand. I so. I know I I just love hearing the stories behind some of them because like I've heard from uh like Lloyd Anawai. I talked to him and he was in the original ECW and he, he told me a story of one time him and New Jack were in a match and they ended up going through a wall, both of them. And oh. and Paul Heyman ended oh. up yelling at him after the match.
0: Yeah, no. I, I'm usually pretty good at not breaking stuff. Uh I I, I mean I have had like training matches. I, I, I did have a match one time. This wasn't a death match or anything. It was a normal match where you know I'm circling around, go to lock up, on the lock up somehow. The guy I'm wrestling sprains his ankle really badly and can't walk, so we just have to figure everything out. Oh <laughs> the boy. Then. That's kind of crazy. I but... Yeah. I mean, there's been times where I've lit sparklers that almost set the ring on fire, but that, 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 okay. that just happens sometimes.
1: I would imagine sparklers would uh, probably do something like that. Now, next one, we kind of talked about one thing that you would avoid in a match, but what is another weapon you would avoid in a match if you had the choice?
0: Uh, A gun. Someone
1: pulls out a gun. Yeah, no, that's like, fuck it, okay, I'm out. Um, no. If somebody, um,
0: uh, probably pigeon spikes. You know, because I know some people have done that, but man, I'm not. I'm not fucking around with that. Yeah. You know, it used to be a weed whacker, but now I'm just like, yeah, fine. I'll see what we can do with it. You know. Yeah. Um, which sounds terrible.
1: <laughs> kind of, kind of a little. Again, bit. I'm in therapy for a reason. Um, I know Alex Cologne, without missing a beat, said toothpicks. Yeah, no, I'll do toothpicks. I've done it before. Yeah, he he was like, nope. And then somebody else told me a story with him where they were looking through weapons to possibly use during a match, and something had a whole bunch of toothpicks sticking out of it, and they were like near the woods somewhere. He just picked it up and chucked it in the woods and like, fuck no. Yeah, a lot of people won't do
0: toothpicks, and it's for good reason. Uh, Tremont, I remember, uh, I think it was the 2015 King of the Death matches he got hit in the head with the toothpick or head across the back. Either way, he had a toothpick and one lodged in his head. He couldn't get it out. He didn't really know it was there. So it was in there for like a good couple of weeks and he finally pulled it out and it was like black and everything like that. And, ugh. Ugh. Yeah, so, the, yeah. Yeah. You, there's a way to do toothpicks without murdering, murdering yourself on them. No, Once yeah. I figure it out, I'll let y'all know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, yeah, def- definitely let me know on that one. Now, With the name of a show like Drinking at Moe's, I would feel weird if I didn't have something like this on here. Favorite drink, whether it be alcoholic, non, or one of each, because hell, I've had plenty of people on that for one reason or another don't drink. Well, I'm trying to to
0: rein back my drinking, you know, these days. Uh, You know, after several incidences, you know, you can't can't really punch a school bus and you know, yeah. to keep drinking. Um, uh, the stop sign was asking for it. Um, oh. but, uh, in terms of alcoholic drinks, Blackberry brandy and seven up absolute favorite. My friend, Jim, mm. uh, got that for me in like 2008. I think when we went bowling one time, R- really, really good. Tastes just like soda. Um, favorite non-alcoholic drink which is my favorite drink in general and everyone's gonna laugh at me but you know what i don't give a fuck uh if i'm at a fancy restaurant i'll ask if they have it chocolate milk i will always love chocolate milk.
1: chocolate milk that that You're not judging? a bad not a bad choice not a bad choice I, I i love a good chocolate milk as good as anybody i know for me I, my wife tells me i have a bit of a dr pepper problem i say as long as i have some i don't got a problem <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm I'm more of a I'm more of a beer guy, but I do enjoy a good uh, Jack and Coke with grenadine. Like you put it in there and <laughs> basically tastes like a Jack and Cherry Coke.
0: Yeah, uh Coconut ramen coke is, is okay, but it's so much sugar. Something yeah. that Low Life Louie got us. This is many number of years ago, but Low Life Louie brought it into the locker room and he ended up giving me a bottle of it. It's something called Spiritu, which you know how um, ever's like a little bit higher. Okay. It, it it's you need like a shot, and you'll get fucked up for a good couple of hours. You know, yeah. but the thing is, it tastes like pure rubbing alcohol, and it it feels like some little little match in your mouth. You know, just it's rough to get down, but. You know. yeah i, I it, i've had
1: yeah i've had a drink or two like that i know uh well one that comes to mind is malort i one of my wife's cousins is a bartender at a couple spots and she heard that i'd never had it so she's like okay you're having it today and then i'm like good god it tasted like i literally just downed a bottle of rubbing alcohol it took me about 45 <laughs> minutes to wash the taste out of my mouth.
0: Yeah, it's rough. Well, that's the point. You know, like, like vodka doesn't taste nice. Uh, uh, bourbon doesn't really taste nice. You know, a lot of it's uh, Jack Daniels, you know, it all tastes like paint thinner to some varying degree. You drink until it tastes nice, In which case
1: <laughs> yeah. you probably stop drinking. I don't know, you know? Yeah, at, the, at that point, I would but say so. I it's probably pretty. about time pretty. to put it down. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I've had some, like, I got a couple bottles of tequila that, like, you put that stuff in a margarita, you're going to need to be careful because after, like, two of them, you're going to be on the floor.
0: I remember the first time I ever had a hangover. I was at my friend Tim's Halloween party, which is way out somewhere in PA. I don't remember where. It was 2010. I was in this full-on... Uh, Donald Duck costume. Not really a fan of Donald Duck or Disney or anything like that, but I had it laying around, so yeah, I was gonna wear it. Um, and I was drinking vodka and but more shots and more shots, and it got to a point. And keep in mind, this whole time I'm fucking wearing this fluffy tail and everything like that, all this other shit. Um, around like uh these people that are like dressed as like horror movie characters, so you know, um, and I got to a point where I was like, hey, this stuff doesn't taste bad anymore because my tongue was numb. And, and <laughs> I, I just started like downing it like you wouldn't believe. And there is video someone has somewhere of me dancing and flapping my arm. Um if you if you look on the internet, that is somewhere.
2: You know, sign <laughs> somewhere, of somebody...
0: somewhere in the handles yeah. of the internet. Oh the yeah, listen. If you ain't afraid, if you're going to be ashamed of it, don't do it and put it on the internet. <laughs> yeah.
1: True, true. Next question well, I have. I I will, the next day I woke up, feeling the and just threw up everywhere. Oh, God, I can only imagine. Next question yeah. I have. Hardest hitter that you've been in the ring with?
0: Ooh, uh, hmm. let's see. Um, uh... I could say Mickey Knuckles but Mickey Mickey's weird like not a weird person I love but um she's like uh, you remember that bear attack scene from the revenant yeah yeah it's like that wrestling mickey um but at the end of it you're like oh wait i'm fine you know i'm just bleeding and everything like that like mickey's like getting attacked by a bear but like you're fine um i uh see i I, I kind of got to do this like on an individual basis because when people wrestle me, like sometimes, like sometimes I'm just having a bad night. I'm just like, listen, I can't take this. Can't do this. Can't do that. Just let's just go real easy. I mean, that rarely happens, but sometimes I'm just, yeah, I, I can't, I can't take a beating. um But other times it's like, okay, well let's, let's kind of go in. Let's beat the crap out of each other. Let's do this. So uh like I said, Bobby Beverly is fun to, to work but he, you know he kind of beats the crap out of me but he, he lets me do it to him too schlack will beat the crap out of you but you'll be fine if you just go with it uh mickey uh chuck Payne actually is somebody that always we, we always had a gentleman's agreement like don't give me a concussion don't knock out my teeth we'll be good so you know and we always had some really good matches um i don't know if it's the hardest hitting but at least in recent memory one of the hardest people that I've wrestled was, uh, this was last October, was Casanova Valentine. We, yeah, this was either October or November, but we had a, only one one-on-one match because he stopped showing up to all of them after that, but that's for a different day. And we just were legitimately punching each other in the face and head-butting each other and just all kinds of fun stuff. Um, God, I've been wrestling way too long, haven't I?
1: <laughs> now, best advice you have for anybody wanting to get into wrestling—wrestling
0: wrestling or death matches—because there's two separate things of advice.
1: Yeah, either or both, whichever one you want to go with. Uh, uh, get therapy first. Um, <laughs> make sure you have, uh,
0: make sure you have a job. You know. Make sure you have a job and you have yourself together, you know, because even those that give everything to wrestling and, you know, put in the time and effort, sometimes it just doesn't happen for you. You know, Um, also always remember that you're supposed to be having fun. If you're not having fun and you're not making the money in like WWE or somewhere like that, where you can reason still doing it, then just take a break. There's nothing wrong with taking a break. Um, Oh, and also if you want to get into a get into wrestling make sure you go to a good reputable school you know mm-hmm. like that's i see so many people in over th- almost 13 years of being in the business that get taken advantage of and will train with this guy and oh it's just a bunch of mats laying around the floor and they learn yeah. nothing but pay the guy and you know, oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like anything else you do. make sure it's reputable make sure it's legitimate make sure there's a good track record you know
1: oh yeah and it's it's not like when I was growing up and like I didn't really know where a good wrestling school even was now it's like no matter what part of the country you're in if you really look there is one within a few hours of most people just oh, yeah from, just about what any part of the country you're in
0: yeah um if you want to get involved in death matches um don't <laughs> um uh now just um just know that you know whatever you have with your family family's like oh i don't like you wrestling cuz I'm worried you're going to get hurt it's more than likely going to be a lot worse you know in throwing weapons and and stuff like that um you know just be prepared you might Mentally put your family through a lot, and be prepared to understand their their point of view. You know, like yeah, yeah I mean, it's with anything. Like trying not to do anything too selfishly. You know, and and I've been guilty of doing that a lot, and I'm trying to work on getting better at that. But just you know, also realize that you're gonna have to get up the next day. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I threw myself off this building today. I did this. I did this. I did this. 10 years from now, you, you can barely walk. You know, like there's a way to be smart about everything, you know? Yeah. It's like they said, there's a risk reward ratio. Think, well, will the reward for this out be the risk. And, you know, I got to learn to start doing that myself, you know? But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Nope, I can definitely understand. Now, that is about all I have. But before we go, where can people find you social media wise? So if they don't already have their eyes on you. They can go ahead and get them there.
0: Oh, social media wise, I'm always terrible at this. Um, uh, my Facebook I think is Chando, or yeah, Chando Concha Hawking, which was my first ever wrestling gimmick. Yeah, my first wrestling gimmick was Johnny Concha Hawking because they said, "I just come up with the name." Okay, and I thought it would be <laughs> funny. I was almost Bill Millville. Oh. Yeah. Um. And then my Twitter, uh, Instagram, and all that stuff, every, every, and my, uh, yeah, Twitter and Instagram is Chando Art, and my TikTok page, which is just something stupid, I put like video game clips and stuff on, um, is Chando TV One, because apparently someone took the first Chando TV, so
1: bastards. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you can anyway.
0: see me DJing every Wednesday night at the luxurious Sanctuary Gentlemen's Club. Nah. Which, yeah, you can yeah all right
1: well yeah. like i said that is about all i have thank you for taking the time to talk to me tonight and uh best of luck out there with that uh matt tremont tournament
0: yeah no i'm probably gonna fuck mouse up so happens yeah It that it does have a good one